Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that isn't even joking about how much Angel lurks. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Jesus Christ, like, they have to be not taking it super seriously, right? Well, I love it, because they're pointing fun at it yeah. this entire episode, basically. Like, a lot, but yeah. It's also like, you know, you did make all those decisions in the past three seasons to have him always do this. No, it's so, like, it's on brand. It's making fun of it, but then it's also so on brand that, like, I'm not even convinced they're making fun of it, or if this is just classic Angel. Well, they've been at this level before, too. Oh, it's, for sure. This is not the first time he's been like, oh, I'm going to go lurk around Buffy. Yeah, and no. That just happens sometimes. That's sometimes just he says it. Whole jam. Yeah. All right. So this is season four, episode eight, Pangs. Original air date, November 23rd, 1999. Xander gets syphilis. His penis gets diseases from a Shumash tribe. God, you knew so much about this going into it. No, I knew that <laughs> and that alone. God, I knew so little about this going into it. And that fucking Angel shows up, and like, you're what? like, what? <laughs> How did I not remember Angel's in this episode? Because he's, like, really in it. He's really in it. <laughs> yeah, he's really fucking in it. All right. So we oh, first we have the shortest cold open ever. Oh, it's so, it's so, so small. so weird and short. So Yellow Vestman is walking alone at night. Buffy punches him, which is not very nice. No. But then he's a vampire and you're like, whoa, this dude has a vamp voice too? Well, because at first he's like, oh, I'm so scared and a human. Then he's like, Slayer. Slayer. (laughs) What do you want? Slayer. Why don't you just go back where you came from? Things were great before you came. I kill the Slayer. And you're like, dude. No one else on this show has had a vampire voice. This guy's You're the like, first one. I got this. No yeah. big deal. We come straight into our first segment because... Wham! <laughs> initially, it's all like normal television stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And then as you're watching Buffy after she slays Yellow Vestman, the camera gets a bit more of a handheld feel. Like, it's not shaky cam, but it's not super stable. Right. And... What does that indicate? But someone's watching her. And if someone's watching Buffy, who is it? It's Angel. And he is bringing us into our first segment. Good. Lurk who we have here. When you see a country beach laying out at the beach, do the creep. And do the creep. And when a fine PYT walks in front of your tree, do the creep. And do the creep. Oh, classic pun. Oh, it's good. Yeah, so I mean, we already sort of sort of did this. Sure, but it bears repeating. <laughs> nah, it's I <fair>. mean, <laughs> how much can one man lurk? A lot, it turns out. You know, it's sort of, he's there, he's lurking in the bushes, and at, at first you're like, okay, yeah, that's reasonable. And then you remember, oh, Angel's not on this show anymore. But it just <sighs> seemed so reasonable because it was something you're so used to. I mean, I was pretty blown away by it. Honestly, I was not expecting Angel to show back up. And yeah, it's a short, cold open. But so damn, short. it's impactful. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's sort of like they brought Angel back and all of a sudden the cold open ended on a really weird note. <laughs> like very abruptly. Also right? classic Angel. <laughs> classic <Yeah>. Angel. 
They're retreading some old ground. And speaking of ground, Michaela, ooh, <gasps> segue. Segue. <laughs> the dean is about to break new ground, or okay, he gives a shovel to Professor Gerhardt, who breaks new ground. She's, right, and she's like an anthropology professor who has the world's most absurd pantsuit. <laughs> Good God, her pants are so billowy. Oh my God. Hmm. I feel like we're kind of coming back into that. I don't know. Maybe. It seems, I think I've seen like pictures of, you know, advertisements, fashion models sort of thing where they just have really billowy pants for no reason. You're like, where even are your legs? So maybe she was ahead of the game. Yeah. This professor mm-hmm. whose name you question mark? No. Professor Gerhardt. Yeah. Wow. She's solid, named. man. And, well, okay. You know that she's going to die because oh. she's named. That's true. Like, what's the dean's name? I don't fucking oh. know. He's less fun than the community dean. Yeah. I know that. Guys, Greendale's music department is flat baroque. <laughs> professor Gerhardt, though, she huh. gets an introduction. And she's the anthropology professor, and it's all <laughs> very... Mm, you're right. It's pretty clear that she's going to die. So they're mm-hmm. building this new anthropology building, and they're... Yeah. They've chosen this place to build it. Xander is going to help dig the hole. He is. To, to build it. So all the girls are here watching him. Now, my first picture in the Dropbox Ooh. is just called... Oh, what did I call it? Outfits.png. Yes. Yeah, okay, so I knew... Oh my god, <laughs> Anya's pants. Like, what are her pants? They're insane! They're so matchy with the rest of her outfit. That's crazy. I was distracted, in fairness, by Buffy's cowboy hat, what is which she, is what is she so doing? incongruous. Where did she find it? It's crazy. And, like, you can't see it here, but that brown skirt she's wearing goes all the way to the floor. It's so thick. It's heavy as yeah, hell. It's, it's really heavy, and she's wearing, like, you know, almost knee-height leather boots with it. <laughs> I assume to go with the cowboy hat, but they're brown. So, I don't know. Like... No one's outfit is reasonable right here. Look at Willow's skirt. Willow's it's, skirt's insane. It's, it's like a, sky blue. <laughs> I would say like it's an Easter egg blue. Oh, yeah. And then she's paired it with like this purple shirt. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. even notice Anya, though. Anya's pants. So she's got like a nice dusty blue long sleeve shirt on, whatever, or three quarter length, I guess. Yeah. Then she's got a vest and sure, but then the vest is beige and black. And then her pants are the same blue, beige, and black in, like, triangles and plaid and check? Like, this this outfit, she had to buy this as one unit. There's no other way it would match this well. It's insane. And, like, that vest? Yeah, no, I mean, we have a winner, everybody. That is amazing. (laughs) So, yeah, Anya's there to watch Xander. Willow is very anti-Thanksgiving. Because, you know, destruction of indigenous peoples and such. Also very anti-Columbus Day, and I believe it's not even Columbus Day anymore. No, perhaps not, Indigenous Peoples Day or something? I don't know. We're not American. It's Thanksgiving for us, fuckers. (laughs) It's interesting that, like, Willow is so pissed about this, and then you have this anthropology professor going on about the (laughs) melting pot and the blending of two cultures. And I understand (laughs) that she's, like, up there giving a speech, but she's an anthropology professor. She knows what fucking happened. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's on brand for Willow to be against it, though. Her mom is all, uh... She's 100% channeling her mom, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, I'd like you to look at the other picture called oh my AJ. Goodness, this it's is rapid fast. fire. So in the stands of this speech, wait, <gasps> is that it's Asian? Is that Joe. Asian Joe? Yeah, he's, he's not back dead. From the dead. He's not dead. We didn't see him die. We just saw him chained up in that vamp lair, bleeding a lot. <laughs> didn't die he survived <gasps> question mark i don't know what's asian joe's story how did he get out of there you know that's so bizarre i love it <laughs> it's so bizarre and okay i mean like i'm gonna be honest i did not notice this the wiki told me about it and i was like <laughs> <Holy> no <laughs> and so then i can't decide if they just were like no one will ever notice <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, yeah. no one would notice I, that. I had never noticed that until the it, wiki told me about it. It's so crazy. <laughs> well, we see Xander take up his shovel, and we come, of course, to our next segment, the old fan favorite, known as It's the Plot That Counts. This dump gift had absolutely no thought or meaning! Well, you didn't say what you wanted! I clearly stated that I wanted something that was A, expensive, B, bought, and C, not lovingly handcrafted. <laughs> okay, is this to do with the fact that, like, they would have surveyed this area before they started to dig a hole here? Oh, it's about that. It's about the fact that Xander, when faced with an open field of dirt, decides that the best way to start excavating for foundations <laughs> is a, is a hand shovel. Yeah. I'm like, what's he going to do? What's his plan? Like, well, look where he's putting the dirt. That's just Right? It's more... next to him. <laughs> he is taking the dirt from one place, putting yeah. it one foot to the side, and that is also a place that needs to be excavated. Yeah. And, like, really, like, you don't just dig. You find out what's under the ground, and then yes. you dig. Well, there's also construction equipment behind them. And yes, your point is excellent and valid. Like, yes, they should have absolutely, they need to survey things, especially in California. Right. They need to survey things to find out what the foundation is like. They need to do core samples before you start digging. So much Whoa. stuff. Look at you and all of your geology knowledge. Where could that suspicious be from? Suspicious geology knowledge. <laughs> Right, so suspicious. Definitely not my fiancé who's a geologist. That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> but yes, he, like, he picks up this fucking hand shovel, and you're like, there are actual digging implements in the background. Backhoes and the oh like. Yeah. What are you planning uh, to do? But no, as this segment teaches us, we don't ask these questions, we just... We just accept it for the sake of the plot. Because he needs to fall in this hole. He sure and fucking does. Sure. Yeah. It's so dumb though. Like anyway, he, he, he falls, falls the far, man. Yeah. That's that a is far final fall. injury. That's and he's just like, I'm fine, and you're like, mm, are you though? Like, I don't know how many feet he probably fell. Multiple Daves. He fell multiple uh, Daves. Yeah, I'd say like twelve feet. Yeah, two Daves? Yeah. Yeah, two Daves. Yeah, so he falls down into an abandoned mission, or, like, church-type right. thing. Yeah. This is when I start to get angry, but we'll get there. Ooh, all right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. We're not hitting that yet, you say? No, no, we're okay. not. That's fine. Let's go back to Angel lurking outside in the dark, then, because <laughs> what else is he going to do, right? I mean, I was hyped about it, because my note says, fucking lurking it right the fuck up there, Angel. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so he's lurking outside of Buffy's dorm. dorm room. Oh, it's so much creepier than our house, and I don't know why. Well, she's staring out, and it's like, yes, vampire sense. She has one. She knows that something's fucking going on. She's just like looking out the window. Will is like, what are you doing? She's like, what? Oh, nothing. No, it's fine. <laughs> You're like, what? This whole time, the whole episode, they sort of have do this thing where she can, she seems to know something is weird or she can tell that Angel's nearby or something is going on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is it Angel sense or is it vampire sense? We honestly don't know because Angel was always there screwing up her vampire senses, right? Ooh, or does he just wear cologne? Maybe he he has a very distinctive, yeah, oh to Angel, right. <laughs> and she can just, she can smell it and she's like, I haven't smelled that smell in many years. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> right, so we're talking about how, you know, Xander fell into the lost Sunnydale mission. <laughs> oh, is this where you have a problem with <laughs> and this, things? And because I noticed it. I know what you're going to say and I know you about did. it. I know you everything. <laughs> Okay, so they're talking about the mission. Uh-huh. They're talking about how an earthquake swallowed it up and they just assumed that it was gone. Uh-huh. And then we get a nice master call back. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he used to live down in a batorium very similar to this one. His master batorium, the same thing basically happened. So instead of being angry right now, I was just angry earlier because I knew this was coming. And, like, I don't know what's worse, honestly. <laughs> you know what, Michaela? Congratulations to you. You Thank picked you. up on it. Finally. You, I mean, it was you so saw one obvious. Coming. It was, she literally talked about the church the master was in. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have had to be sleeping to not pick up on that one. Yeah, that'd be. Right, that'd be bad. Oh, okay, God. Okay, so Buffy's mom's going to be away with her aunt or something. Oh, She's so an sad. Aunt? Yeah, oh. whatever. For Thanksgiving. But fuck it. Buffy's going to have her own Thanksgiving with blackjack and hookers. (laughs) I'm going to go build my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the park. Uh, Maybe no blackjack or hookers, I guess. But still, she's going to have her own Thanksgiving. And it's going to be perfect. God damn it. And like this whole time... She's like, oh, no, for sure, Willow. Like, the things we did were terrible. But we also need to have Thanksgiving. (laughs) And her sort of, like... Like, she's never the one fighting with Willow about it. She has this sort of cognitive dissonance where she... She understands, but then she really just wants to have turkey. I don't really get why she's trying to cling on to it. I guess because she's afraid of growing up. Now, I don't know if it's that or if it has to do more with the sense of family because mm. that's why she keeps getting upset right because her family is fighting with each other at thanksgiving time yeah right and that's not good no i just think it's honestly surprisingly so much better done by community in season one they're like <laughs> their holiday episode yeah where shirley is bummed because her husband left for a, a hooker right or a stripper stripper, stripper. Sorry. yeah and now she's trying to reestablish a family and instead jeff is fighting another guy And so that's just tearing it all apart. And the entire time watching this episode, Buffy's sort of doing the same thing, but never quite getting to the emotional part of it that makes it connect. And I was like, "Eh, you're, you're almost there, show. (laughs) Yeah. Give us a bit more of the, the emotion behind it. The motivation, maybe. Because I really just, yeah, I kept feeling like the show was asking me to like accept the fact that Buffy really wanted Thanksgiving to happen and never really give me that good of a reason why. Yeah. Like, this is a, this is it. 
This is all we get. Buffy's just like, oh, I used to love Thanksgiving. We have to do it. <laughs> and you're like, okay. I mean, I'm really glad that we didn't have some bullshit backstory where, like, your cousin died on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Imagine. <laughs> oh, I just want it to be a string of Buffy's cousins <laughs> dying as children in various tragic circumstances that make it personal. Yeah. Oh, God, I want that to be the running joke. It's oh, callous, so though. That's good. a callous running joke. To it would be amazing. <laughs> By the time of, like, her 50th cousin, maybe just do it once a season, you know? Like, yeah, once a season, yeah. you get the cousin episode. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. So yeah, Unfortunately, we don't have that. I mean, we can pretend. I'm happy to pretend. Buffy just assumes that Giles doesn't have any plans for Thanksgiving. And like, how very rude. Come on, Buffy. Well, she has seven episodes of Giles having no plans. <laughs> so at this point, I don't really blame her. And like, at no point do we see her ask Giles, oh, hey, can we do this at your house? She's just like, oh, we're doing this here. <laughs> Yeah, it's just she shows up there. with food, I believe. Yeah, pretty or, much. Or, like, she starts cooking at his house. And then he mildly tries to protest, but he doesn't really. It doesn't work She at, at one all. point asks him, or is admonishing him for not having a ricer to make mashed potatoes, and I'm like, Yeah, I don't... What the f- how the fuck are you making your mashed potatoes? Like, just... God, what recipe is this? God I don't damn. know. I don't know why. Why would you use a ricer for that? Honestly, what is a ricer? I have a lot of questions. I think it makes things into rice shapes. You would think so, right? That's what it sounds like. But why? I guess then you're just making the potato small. I don't know. Yeah, so you can mash them more. I don't know. Anyway, Spike don't look so good. Oh, poor Spike has no place to go and no vampire (laughs) friends and no blood and no money. And it's really bad. (laughs) Is this when, I think it might be later, but Spike's like wandering around Sunnydale. And at one point he looks in on the vampire family having their own thanksgiving and he's just really sad (laughs) he just watches them sadly through the window as they (laughs) feed this human to this other vampire it's so sweet they're really helping each other out yeah he's just cold and he's got the blanket around him and he can't feed it's great it's so good when i saw him i was like oh angel's back to like at least narratively help spike adjust that doesn't happen at all and i'm like no. oh i would have they thought they don't even that get a scene together isn't that pig's strange blood? it's so weird pig's blood like hey i know you're not doing well blah 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 no nothing okay yeah sure but spike is still on the run from the commandos oh the command bros are wandering around <laughs> trying to catch him they have foregone all masks because we know who they are now so why bother with masks but they have army face paint so have... it's like really hard to tell who they are because they're <laughs> camouflaged ridiculous face paint <laughs> it's so absurd <laughs> and then they're talking about their thanksgiving plans in their stupid ass fucking face paint um... creeping around campus <laughs> Uh, and like Riley's Dean hair is just fucking flapping in the wind mm. and you're like everyone Majestic. knows who you are yeah like <sighs> hmm. Forrest is all, again shown to be a total jag and <laughs> he's the jaggiest honestly he's the jaggiest he's talking he's just giving Riley lip constantly and being like oh we don't have any sort of command structure so you can't order me around and Riley's like yes we do he's like oh I guess who made you in charge like he is just fucking structure constant insubordination which I don't know guess we'll see 
I mean, Graham looks pretty great by comparison because he never says anything. That's true. Yeah. Did he speak at all in this episode? Usually he gets a line. (laughs) Generally he gets gets a line or two and then Forrest is there being like, Ugh, I'm dumb and I want to objectify women. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if that'll ever come back. Not the objectifying women, but the insubordination. Who's to say? So we got the Native American spirit energy rising out of the mission, attacking Gerhardt. This is the second. No, Michaela, this is the second time this show has done a teleporting Native American spirit. Inca Mummy Girl! Yes. (laughs) It's Inca Mummy Girl! Two times. Twice. Oh, no. But he has vengeance to. I think that's also the same number of robots that we'll end up seeing oh maybe not actually maybe you that's wish. really lowballing <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh. everything <laughs> i don't know maybe as we get more robots we'll also get more teleporting native americans <laughs> who's gonna win the race oh no i don't think i want to call it a race i feel like that's <laughs> the problem the competition uh, is going to be won yeah. i fear by robots yeah perhaps but yeah, yeah it's no good to be the anthro prof when the uh indigenous avenging spirit is coming after folks yeah the revenant if you will oh He's that's good yes grabs the shumash knife and kills a t- uh, professor gerhardt so that's Yo- not great we're like zero for zero on Bloodwatch, man. Man, Bloodwatch, where art thou? There's no blood. And he kills so many people this episode. Yeah. Like, he he slits her throat and there's zero blood. I understand that they cut away quickly. I, w- I was thinking, though, that, like, so far, it really hasn't been too bad to be a UC Sunny D professor. That's true. Not like being a teacher. <laughs> yeah, man, being yeah. a teacher. No, that was a bad, no, bad that was idea. A bad idea, yeah career life-wise i guess uh and yeah buffy goes snooping around figures out that it's the shumash tribe the shumash knife was used to kill gerhardt you know shumash 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 so apparently there is an actual shumash indian tribe Ooh. Uh, which was entrenched along the californian central coast yeah and like you know in the general vicinity that sunnydale would be in yeah and it had as many as twenty thousand people before contact with europeans Oh, no. I don't know how many there are now. Um, Contact with Europeans. Uh, yeah. Going but... poorly since 1606. <laughs> the tribe did survive. It, it survives to this day. So, oh, you know, good. not completely wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. And Buffy, we show her having for sure angel sense. She's in Giles's apartment starting to cook. She <laughs> at one point just like stops almost mid-sentence. Yeah. Gets this weird look on her face. And then leaves the apartment. And then Angel was lurking oh in the God. back room like, for was some he just, reason. Like, was he just in Giles' room, like, listening through the door? <gasps> oh, my God. And then he's like, oh, Buffy left. I better go follow her. And you're like, no! This idea that Giles and Angel are just, like, hanging out now, <laughs> oh, not okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not a happening thing. <gasps> but guess what? You know why Angel's here? Because he has some vague information that something might happen. Well, that sounds like our third segment, Michaela. 
Oh, God. <laughs> My spidey sense is tingling. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, so- boy. He does have vague, cryptic, useless Fuck. information. It's so cryptic. It's like not even—they're even trying. They're not even trying. So okay, let's say that right now I like seeing Angel back in this show for an episode. I think it's fun that they're doing this crossover stuff right. as the Angel TV series is getting off its feet. And honestly, seeing it from this side kind of makes me want to watch Angel. I'm like, oh, that—that that seems cool. Like, I like that they're doing this crossover stuff. They get a bit of talk about Cordy in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Angel has a friend. He doesn't specify who that had a vision. And we're like, oh, I wonder which Angel character that is. It's the right. better Whistler. It is the better Whistler. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, in the Angel episode previous to this, so I guess like episode seven, Doyle has a vision. And I mean, the visions that Doyle has are not super specific because that would make it too easy, right? Yeah. But, like, has a vision about Buffy. Ah. And and then he's, yeah, Angel's like, okay, I guess I gotta go to Sunnydale. So the real crux of the My Spidey Sense is tingling, though, is getting at whether or not this is actually a valid, serious threat that Angel need involve himself in. Oh, it's definitely not. It's so not. Oh, it's really not. <laughs> They're, so, okay, what's happened so far this season? Nothing too spooky, but I would argue that Spike finding the gem of Amara is much worse than this. I'm not going to spoil any more than I already spoiled, but maybe around the end of season five, does Doyle get another vision about Buffy? Because he fucking should. Like, that's the time Uh, for fucking visions, Doyle. Not the Schumash showing up. It's a strange thing to pick because it, like, there are other things this season that are much worse than this. Yes, because this right? is episode 8 of 22. Yeah. Not, like, whatever's happening here, it, this is not something Buffy can't handle, you know? Nope. It is definitely not. Anyway, uh, that's that's that. Angel snatches Willow as she is entering the espresso pump because Riley has shown up to talk to Buffy. Delightful. Delightful. And yeah, Willow's gone off to like, you know, like, let them have their chat she, of course, as everyone, immediately thinks Angel is evil. <laughs> I love that joke. It's a oh great my god, gag. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Everyone sees him and they're like, you're evil. He's like, why does everyone think that? <laughs> because, I mean, first of all, if he was evil, they wouldn't see him. They'd just be dead. That's true. Or yeah, he would telegraph his attacks way in advance by killing oh, things that they love. For sure. Yeah. And then we get our Cordy drop here because, mm-hmm. and this is, this is the first time in this season we've brought up cordelia right no 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 no. in episode two we did as well but in the did, roommate uh but we someone, didn't bring Buffy up like where cordelia, cordelia had gone oh that's true yes we, cordelia yeah, is like, actually where they, yeah. they brought up the, uh, the idea of cordelia but they didn't say oh by the way guys in case you're not watching angel cordelia is there too so you should probably go watch angel because <laughs> that's basically yeah. what this episode is about well partially. That- Certainly is. Like, this is this is what I like. This is what David Boreanaz is good at, right? Where he's, mm-hmm. he's like, doing the jokey, serious thing, right? <laughs> this is what I always want from him. Yeah. He's over-earnest, you might say. And he's like, oh, I can't let Buffy see me. It would be, it would be too bad. But I'll make sure to individually talk to everyone orbiting around her. And he's like, Willow, Buffy may be in grave danger. Who's that guy she's talking to? <laughs> it's Riley from Iowa. Ryowa, no. 
Oh, that's not good. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> he is so goddamn rural American. He He's he is folksy. Corn fed as fuck. And he does have folks, in fact, from a town just outside of Huxley. Oh, it's and you're all like, holy shit. So <laughs> drive it home country. harder, motherfucker. No, like, he's the real deal, man. He's he is from Iowa. Mm. Like, in the strictest sense. He's talking about some painter. I don't know who that painter is. No, not a fucking clue. So the last episode, there's a last episode that they had decided, okay, we're kind of into each other. And now Buffy's like, oh, I'm going to invite this guy to Thanksgiving in case he doesn't have anywhere to go. And like, that's really nice of her. And yeah, that's really nice. like, you know, he's heading back home. He can't come. But I think it's a good way, like, that's her actually showing some interest, you would say. Oh, yeah, that's true. Which is not really a very Buffy thing to do. <laughs> no. No, it's not. She doesn't like doing that. Talks to Riley for a little bit. Angel's doing some nonsense. And it's all good times. Then we see Spike going home. <laughs> oh, whenever he has nowhere left to go, he finds Harmony. Where is this vampire cave? It's a good question. Is it in a graveyard? Because we're going to be here. I realize, like, we're going to be here a fair bit. It's pretty impossible to say where this is. Because it, it's interesting that they gave her this cave and not a mausoleum as they are prone to doing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, where are these caves? Like, they never give any indication as to where this is in relation to anything else in Sunnydale. I mean, I might be wrong here, but I have recollections of a very similar space that Spike will inhabit, like, deep into later seasons. Now, Spike's going to live in a mausoleum. Okay. Like, in a reasonable place for a vampire to live. (laughs) Okay. I thought I... recognize the same bed setup from like a later episode where Buffy may or may not be invisible. Oh, <laughs> uh, who's to say? <laughs> okay, Harmony like Harmony always knocks it out of the fucking park oh my God. with these okay, outfits. I, I have some notes about this. Oh good. Sleeveless turtleneck. Absolutely. Pink skirt and stockings. Yep. And her turtleneck is like red and blue striped. Mm. with this crazy skirt and you're just like harmony if anya wasn't in this episode already with that crazy matchy nonsense you would definitely have won but like where how do you get a sleeveless turtleneck it just seems like the wrong (laughs) things are covered (laughs) maybe you just want your neck to be warm but your arms to be cool i mean the next thing that I can imagine being more ridiculous is just like a midriff bared sleeveless turtleneck. Oh where yeah. You're just like Crop I top. really just want yeah yeah yeah. Right. I just want my neck and upper torso to be warm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well let's uh, hope for that. <laughs> anyway, Harmony is not super pleased to see Spike. She pulls a stake on him, correctly saying that last time or maybe not last time she saw him, but a previous time, she he did the same thing to her. And, like, good for Harmony, you know? Yeah. Spike keeps trying to manipulate her, mostly with sex, but she's like, no, I'm my own independent woman. I don't need a man to feel complete. And you're like, fuck yeah, Harmony, you do fuck you. yeah. I mean, she does waver quite a bit, but right. she is strong in the end. To the end. <laughs> yeah, she is strong in the end. It's all good. It's good. It's good progress for her, I think. We got a father Gabriel that's been name dropped before, so Uh-oh. Buffy <laughs> goes to find him. 
he apparently knows a lot about the Shumash tribe and maybe the history of the area. Maybe maybe he knew rather a lot about the Shumash. He, and he the might history. have, yeah. Anyway, Hoos, the Native American teleporter, is just slicing off his ear after hanging him. So. Oh, yeah, it's unpleasant. Buffy is too late. Mm-hmm. Then they fight and he pulls the old turn to ravens to get away trick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Crows? I don't know the difference. Corvids, yeah. Sure. Probably not magpies. Anyway, yeah, he uh, yeah. <laughs> transforms into a swarm of corvids, unspecified, and yeah. gets away. And you're like, ah! I think at one point she was about to kill him or do some serious damage. And he was like, that's just fucking typical with you people, isn't it? And she was like, ah, oh, conflicted. <laughs> right. And but like Willow's been getting to her with this whole, all this talk of like, oh yeah, you know, the rights of these people and what was done to them, which is true. And then so Buffy hesitates when she could take this guy out. But yeah, in the show's defense, he doesn't actually teleport away. He transforms. <laughs> And then flies away, so it's not the same. It's true. He doesn't teleport. He just <laughs> gets from point A to point B via non-conventional means. Either as a gaseous form or some sort of animal form. Not at all the same as teleporting. Yeah, that whole gas thing is pretty... Like, what's the... What's that have to do with anything, you know? <laughs> That's weird. The more I think about that, the less sense it makes. Okay. His name's Hoost, though, right? Yeah, that sounded right. Yeah. And Buffy's back to another shirt that doesn't cover her shoulders. Because this is just what we're doing. All the Fuck shirts shoulders, are off the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, don't know. Even Willow's neck was pretty wide in the, the first <laughs> scene there. That's true. I, I had distinct memories of this episode being way more Xander-centric than it is. <laughs> it's really not. It's mostly like, Xander's sick. Uh-oh. He has lots of fun diseases, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think at one point we've seen Anya show up at his house and he's like, oh, I gotta go to work. And she's like, no, you look much worse than many of the men I cursed. Right. He looks disgusting. And then, yeah, they show up at Giles and you're like, should you be here with right? whatever it is you have with your no. smallpox? <laughs> smallpox, <laughs> syphilis, malaria. Yeah, like... no. All stuff that you need to like maybe quarantine yourself for. Jesus Christ, I like how Anya's, I mean, happy to help, but this is not the time, man. (laughs) You just got a mortal body. You don't want to throw that shit away yet. Right? Like, you think she would be the most concerned about this? Because she went from living forever to now she's going to die in like 80 years. I do find Anya's character very interesting because she is, I guess, very concerned with what specific people think about her and how she comes off. It's just that she sometimes forgets, you know, to care about how other people think about her. But in all of her interactions with Xander, she's very, like, trying to be understanding, persuasive, and provide the correct support for him, if that's what she's trying to do. And, like, the bottom line is that it's all still going to be like selfish in a way because she cares what Xander thinks because she wants to date Xander. Yeah. And like everyone else, she doesn't care what they think because she doesn't want to date them or like doesn't want to be friends with them. So she really couldn't care less, you know? Yeah. I just like her character. I think it's a lot more nuanced than Cordy's ever was. So I'm really glad to see her have a bit more depth. Yeah. Willow is wearing a super fluffy fuzzy sweater again very fuzzy i thought we might be done with this it's not as i would say it's not as fluffy 
it's not it's, as fluffy. It's not as like bulky, maybe is the right word, but it's still incredibly fuzzy. And it's like yeah. yellow and orange. She's really, <laughs> really on the orange train this season, which seems like a weird choice for a redhead, doesn't it? Yes, it's not a good look. <laughs> it's very loud from the hair down to the boots. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's very concerned about the shoemash and the horrible things that were done to them. Buffy's mostly concerned about the fact that they don't have fresh peas, they have frozen peas. And I'm like, yo, just give peas a chance, man. Oh, it's terrible. Hey, oh, look so at me go. Oh, it's so bad. <gasps> yeah. But then Spike shows up. Spike! Oh, hey. He shows up for Thanksgiving. Oh, everyone's here. Gang's all here. <laughs> they don't really want him here, it turns out. Who knew? No. So, the... I mean, like, obviously they have to let him in because yeah. we need him to be around. He does know some things about the commandos, and this is the only reason they have for letting him in. Willow Willow does say, or yeah. does in a way back him up, saying that he couldn't hurt her when he attempted to murder her. I love like, that first interaction with Willow, though. <laughs> Willow, tell him what I did. You, you said you were going to kill me, then Buffy. No, 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 not that... <laughs> after that right yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah this is just like this is how desperate spike is mm. he has I, does it make sense that he knows where giles lives uh mm. maybe mm. He, he knows how to use the computer and like he has a phone nowhere book. else to go and no. he at least these people know who he is maybe he can figure out some way to get sympathy from them which is what he does well he and willow also had like a almost nice talk last time they were together <laughs> and i mean now we get the hilarity of having spike tied to a chair for the rest of this episode oh so good <laughs> i feel like that's not the last time we'll see this happen no i mean if they're gonna let spike be in the house they're not gonna just let him roam around right it's crazy <laughs> he is wearing very spike does he ever not wear very spike clothes though this is know. like literally what he wears all the time like black t-shirts Red, red overshirt yeah and then like black jeans yeah he's not wearing his his coat he has a very specific coat he always wears but this time he just has the very blanket. hold up blanket yeah <laughs> yeah doesn't really keep the sun off very well no and let's not ask any more questions about sun and vampires because we don't want to think about that no it's fine it's bad for them to be out in it too long i guess sure Who knows? Who summons a bunch more Shumash to help him, and that'll be bad. Native Americans, indigenous peoples, I don't know what the right word is. (laughs) Hey, not all Native Americans are spooky. No, these ones are, though. That's true. We should, yeah, we should point that out. (laughs) Oh, man. We should not be talking about this. Spike has a very interesting take on the whole Native American thing. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not right. But he's just like, you won. Just fuck it. You, you did it. You know what? It's all done. You're not going to make it better. This guy does not want to talk to you, which is true. Like, what can you say to give him back anything? Exactly. Like, it, it's one of those things where you can be sorry that people in the past did this, but you didn't do it. And being sorry about it doesn't change the fact that it did happen. Or the fact that this dude's trying to kill you. Right, and he's like a vengeance spirit. He's not gonna... Nothing you can say to him is gonna change anything for him. Nope. Giles is so, like, sarcastic about how he made many of these points earlier and no one listened (laughs) to him. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, it's good times. So for some reason, we get 
a group of people being like, okay, you know, we got to warn, who's this guy going after? We got to warn other people. People they, are in danger. They think the Dean is in danger because the Dean is in charge. And Makes this guy sense. is sure. killing authority figures. Sure thing. Father yeah. Gabriel, Professor Gerhardt. Yeah, sure. Both authority figures of some stripe. So Willow and Anya decide to go off to warn the Dean. And for some goddamn reason, I mean, sure, the tensions in the house are not great. But Xander gets up to go get his syphilitic ass over to the dean's house. <laughs> right? Like, what is he doing? He needs to rest. He has multiple diseases. Who knows what they're going to do to him? I mean, apparently the syphilis just makes you crazy and blind. So, you know. Sure. But malaria can kill you. <laughs> sure. And smallpox can definitely kill definitely. you. Yeah, so he needs to be resting. Instead, he goes on quite an adventure that is going to involve him doing a lot of pretty physical things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, very strange. Like, if you're going to give Xander a bunch of diseases, you should be then prepared to basically have Xander not be participating in the rest of the episode. Yes. How are you not prepared for that eventuality? Right? Oh like, my fucking yeah. God. <laughs> anyway, they all run off to go warn the Dean and the Shumash, of course, attack Giles's place because Buffy, as the person who bested Hoos in a fight or came close to it, is clearly the chief because she's the strongest. So she's getting attacked. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with them attacking Buffy. Oh, I'm fully on board with it. I love that they, so the, you know, Willow, Anya, Xander group run into Angel. He's evil again. I, I'm not evil again. Why does everyone think that? Talk about the Dean... Angel drops the bomb that they're probably attacking Giles's place right now. And they call Giles in the middle of the siege. There's just arrows raining down left and right. Giles picks up the phone, says, yes, yes, thank you. Yes, yes, we know. No, they're here. And puts down the phone. Then uh, Buffy's asking him who it was. And he's like, uh, someone. Right? It's like, okay, but first of all, that's a garbage lie. Like, just say it's Xander. Don't, you don't have to... Huh? Like, what? Oh. I just love everything about that phone call. It oh, it's so good. It all makes me so happy. I like that Anya calls Angel large and glowery. Because <laughs> that, is, that is an apt description. Yeah, they also hadn't met before, which is cool. So, you know, they say that, but that's not true. Oh. Technically. Because when they Prom? send Willow back to the Wishverse, <gasps> Angel's there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, so they don't interact, but... They've seen they, each other before. They were in the same room, so it's not huh. like... Yeah, it's... Mm. I, Listen, Spike is now pincushion with arrows. <laughs> so good. And he's just so annoyed. And like, his little, like, chair hop. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. He's just got them sticking out of everywhere. <laughs> It's Everyone so but good. his heart. <laughs> Everyone but his heart, yes. Uh, there was some earlier reference that Giles made to this being Fort Giles and the cavalry charging in, or maybe not uh -huh. Giles making it. And now, of course, Fort Giles is under attack uh, by the Native Americans and the cavalry starts charging back on bikes that, question mark, were locked outside of the Dean's place, but Angel broke the lock? He did break the lock. I'm really upset that we didn't get Angel on a bike. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! Like, why didn't he need a bike? I guess he's gonna run, and he can run faster than a bike. I don't yeah, think he doesn't so. need to breathe. 
Ah, right, that. Like, his coat flapping in the wind behind him, you know? Like, that sounds great. Why can't we have that? That sounds so delightful. (laughs) I mean, as it is, it's a really funny image of all three of them just biking back as, like, the cavalry music is playing. Yeah, one of whom is still Xander, who's still really sick and is now (laughs) biking his little heart out. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, they all show up at the house, try to help out the whatever buffy giles spike sort of that are inside <laughs> sort of yeah <laughs> angel tries to snap a guy's neck but ends up really just making him look to the right really fast <laughs> because yeah their weapons really aren't working on these guys or nope. angel's hands i guess only shumash weaponry can kill the shumash <gasps> yo at one point giles was fighting this dude and the guy started whacking his head against a wall and oh. i was like giles your head no <laughs> concussion it's, it's already so fragile <laughs> it's so fragile but he was fine so yeah who's uses his second wild shape of the day to turn into oh. a bear he is a druid, right, of course. He is a druid, what I, yeah. What was I thinking? And then you realize, man, it is not easy to film a convincing <laughs> fight with a bear. It's really not. You gotta <laughs> take some liberties with camera angles. They, they did their best, you know. Uh-huh. I, it's, it's fine. <laughs> they decided to have a bear inside of an apartment set. Which is pretty questionable. Yeah, they did it. They really did it. Anyway, Xander throws a potato at Hoos, distracting him. Buffy stabs him, gives him a bit of the old shanky shank. Yeah. And then they all disappear. They saved. Yay. Yay. That's pretty much it. I mean, Angel gets one last good lurk in there. Yep. He lurks his way away. Yeah. And then they all have a nice meal together where, for some reason, they allowed Spike to sit at the table. I just love the fact that they've still got the arrows sticking yep. out of the table. They're <laughs> eating around they them care. all. Uh, <laughs> Xander's many diseases are all cured, thank goodness. Yeah, just like that. The final oh. moment of the episode is Xander revealing accidentally that Angel was in town the whole time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which Xander was well aware that it was a secret. A, a secret, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Like they told him. Now, he was very sick, so maybe, maybe, I don't know. No, it just slipped out. It just really seemed like the last vestige of (laughs) Xander being shitty to Angel. Could also be that. Who knows? And yeah, as you might imagine, and I don't know, maybe you wouldn't imagine this, the next episode of Angel, Buffy goes there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and he's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you talk to me while you were in Sunnydale, you weirdo? And he's just trying to constantly get like 20 feet away from her and maybe behind a bush so he can just watch her. Yeah. Uh, I could believe uh, that happening. Yeah. Well, that's good times. Yeah. That was uh, that was our episode. Michaela, how did you feel about that? It's, it's an interesting episode because it's pretty fun, mm-hmm. but nothing really happens in it. Yeah. And... The whole, like, Thanksgiving thing and, like, all of the arguments about the indigenous peoples, like, I just don't really care at all about. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much a non-episode. It's surprisingly low stakes for the fact that Angel shows up being, like, the stakes are high. It's really low stakes. At no point do you feel like Buffy and Co. are in danger or, like, these Native American spirits are going to exact their vengeance upon the whole of california the whole world like no how far does it go 
Right? I don't know. Yeah, that's it's pretty low stakes. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't remember much of it. Well, it's not very <laughs> memorable. It is, it is very much a non-episode where, yeah, mm-hmm. take it out. What does it change? I guess they 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 have Spike in their custody now. Sort of, I don't know, man. Who knows whether that'll be canonical for like next episode? He'll still be tied up. Probably not. I don't. Who knows? Who's to say? You're to say, Michaela. But first, uh, fashion outfit for the episode. <laughs> Obviously, Top. that that crazy matchy Anya outfit. It's so good. I just want to look at it more. Just oh like the God. level of matching is so unbelievable. It's so on point. Yeah. How, I mean, obviously I was distracted by Buffy's cowboy hat, which is <laughs> no good reason for that. It makes but no sense. <laughs> Anya's outfit is so bonkers. Yeah, no. It's just, it's a thing of beauty. God damn. Who won this episode? Oh, good question. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Harmony. <gasps> Harmony. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I like it. Harmony won. She is her own independent woman. Yeah, yeah. Go Harmony. It's not going to be a forever rebuke of Spike. She'll be back with him at some point. But for now, at least, you know what? She is her own person. Yeah, good for her. No, I like that a lot. Okay. What do you think our friend, Taylor Kingston, (laughs) prolific IMDb reviewer, titled the review of this episode? Oteeks. The one with the... The one where Xander gets syphilis? No. Wait, mm, the it's either about Xander's syphilis or about the Shumash tribe in some way. Um, You're overthinking. Or Thanksgiving. The one where it's Thanksgiving? The one with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I really like this episode. I like that they finally did a Thanksgiving episode. I love how Buffy mm-hmm. tries to get everyone to say Native American instead of Indian. <laughs> it's just Giles. Yeah. <laughs> So this is just a synopsis. Mm-hmm. And like, I, at one point it really goes off the rails. So I'm just going to read you that part. So as usual, like the first couple of sentences sort of summarize most of it. <laughs> yeah. And then the end. Oh, so th- this is like the second half of it, basically. Yes. At the end, when Spike is all tied up, the Native American comes and is fighting Buffy. Buffy stabs him with his own knife and then... It- He transforms into a grizzly bear. Spike says, you made a bear. Buffy replies, I didn't mean to. And then Spike shouts, undo it, undo it. It just makes me laugh. Eventually, they defeat the men. Also, Angel comes to visit and talks to everyone except Buffy. And at the end, (laughs) someone spits out, plus Angel was here and Buffy just looks so confused. (laughs) I... (laughs) Okay, I don't... I don't specifically recall that exchange between Buffy and Spike, but I could believe it having happened. The... (laughs) The fa- the summarizing of Angel coming back and visiting everyone except Buffy uh, just like is problematic at best. at the end there, like, as an afterthought. Oh, and Angel was here this entire time, by the way. Uh, and then I love the fact that we don't actually see Buffy's confused face. <laughs> we see a shot from her point of view looking down the entire table at everyone's shocked and like, oh no, what did Xander just say face? Okay, Spike's, like, little grin... In that shot is amazing. <laughs> he just looks so, like, smug about it. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he would. But yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think this sounds like? With the that rating? sounds like a 9 out of 10. 7 out of 10. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't one of his favorite episodes. Damn. No. No, just I really like this episode. Ah, uh, garbage. All right, never mind. <laughs> 7. 
Yeah. That's bad. Like, I think... I think the only episodes that are worse than that usually contain Oz in a very big way. <laughs> yep. Those are like a yep. six, maybe. Those are sixes. Doesn't like Oz, does Man, Taylor Kingston. Did you did you look at the IMDb page for this episode? No, I did not. Because the thumbnail for it is the vest vampire from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> like, who fucking picked this guy to be like how does he represent this episode? Who is doing thumbnails for these, honestly? It's a good question. They're just fucking up right now. They're so bananas. Oh, boy. All right. So, if you don't have anything to say, I will tell you that the next episode is called Something Blue. Oof. Okay, so... <laughs> Did you see the fucking I, Netflix I saw the Netflix thumbnail. It? Oh, no. Which I think... I, so I didn't see it for very long, but okay. I think it was Buffy hugging Spike. Who's to say? <laughs> And I have no recollection of this episode. What happens? What the fuck? Oh, man. I really don't. something blue refers generally to the part in the marriage thing. Right. The something borrowed, something Something old, new. something new, something borrowed, something blue. Yeah. There you go. So I, I, I don't know if I want to tell you anything about this episode. And I know you always get annoyed when I do that. Because just looking at the thumbnail, my right. first thought is that it's some sort of... Um, like not mind control, but similar to the ghost episode where they were taken over and were enacting something else. Something similar to that is what it makes me think of. Okay. I I don't know whether that's in any way true because I don't remember a goddamn thing about this episode yet. We're I'm just I'll just tell you then. I'll tell you this. Okay. We're gonna have wacky magic fun times. Yeah. Much in the style of Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered. <gasps> like yes. le- in, like from a level of fun perspective excellent we're gonna have a good time i am on board for that yeah yeah that's uh that'll be good times i'm really looking forward to that and uh i think that's about it from us so if you'd like to reach out to us you can do that email beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com reddit that's buffy.reddit.com or you can reach out to either michaela or i individually on polygram the social network that takes pictures of you to figure out if you actually like to post. What? I'm on there at holy shit, that's pretty creepy. Michaela? Oh my god. I am on there at polyglamorous. Very nice. Make sure to hashtag all of those forced smiles welcome to the Hellmouth so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.